Welcome to Americana Quill, writer to writer. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend that likes to subscribe. This week, my guest is a writer of music. She's a lyricist and has penned some, some great songs that you can find on YouTube and some of them on Spotify. One of her songs, some of her songs are Goodbye Asshole, Mansions, G.I. Jane, and Level Up are just to name a few of her songs. She is a devoted mother to her beautiful daughter, and she has a great spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, I welcome Chrissy White to the show and one of my good friends also. You make me sound so amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be on your podcast with you. Well, thank you for just, you know, taking the time of your busy day to like just be a part of my journey of just starting this podcast. This is something very new for me as I'm getting used to like having to talk out loud and, and things like that, like outside of like just regular social conversations. So this is something new for me that I'm starting to get into to enjoy, but it's still very, very shaky for me. So I feel like I'm working the kinks out. I'm super, super honored. Like I couldn't be more happy to be on your show with you. And I, um, I feel like you're so well-spoken. So it's a surprise for me to hear that, like you're getting the kinks out, but thank you so much for having me here with you. No, thank you. So I guess my first question is, what first got you into music? Was it was it the words of people? Was it the beat? Like, what was it? It would have to be the words of people. I always loved to write, to create. Um, the first book that really got me into the flow of turning it into music and not just poetry was uh, The Rose That Grew From Concrete by Tupac Shakur. Um, I realized that he started off as a poet and then became a rapper, a lyricist, an artist of music. And I felt instantly like I can do that. I can make music if it's simply just, not simply because it's not simple, but if it starts from poetry and turns into music, I can do that. And that's what started the whole entire journey of me making music. Well, that's amazing because I actually bought that book too. I bought it when I was 16 years old. I think actually closer to where he grew up in Maryland when I was on like a, a post-grad trip of camp. So when I was on the camp trip, I bought that poetry book and actually read read some of it. I don't know if I ever finished it. I don't know where it's at now, but I remember having that book at one point for sure. I found the book actually in my sixth grade class, which was mind blowing. Like you know, like uh, <laughs> I was in the sixth grade. I never forget. Shout out to Miss Bassey because she's probably the reason why I'm even a rapper today. Um, we had a whole bunch of books on the shelf that was like exactly by my desk. Um, that was exactly by my desk, and I kind of like leaned back and noticed the book on the bottom of the shelf, and instantly was like, uh, started reading it, and I was like, whoa. Mind you, being in the sixth grade, I must have been not that old and fell in love with the the fact that he was a, a poet because I already knew who Tupac Shakur was, of course. But So did Tupac also get you into writing because of that? Like, was he the, your main influence just to at least put things pen to paper? Um, I would say yes, yes. He was my main influence. Being or your start, was, at least? Maybe that's a better way of putting it. So because the fact that I knew that he was already a, 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 a icon of music, but mm -hmm. seeing it come from that starting point of it being poetry, 
that's what really like intrigued me into because I was already deeply into poetry and writing and like even writing like little short stories of my day like just being creative with words but when I got the book and I realized whoa this is a this is a, a, a icon this is a mogul but he started off with poetry I was like I can do this and he definitely was one of my main reasons why no that's super dope so what is your creative process like now as a writer of, of, of music and as an artist? My creative process, I have to be at my clearest of thoughts. So for me, it's usually early in the morning or late at night. So like when my day is ended and I feel like I'm at peace with myself, I have to... Uh, I'm so sorry, bro. You want to start over? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all right. It's okay. Just um, I'll let the audience know that you are still watching your beautiful daughter as we're doing this interview. So it's all good. So um, definitely early in the morning or at the end of the day where I'm at peace, I'm silent, and um, I don't have a lot going on because when my mind is cluttered, I literally can't write. I uh, take a few beats. Shout out to my brother. Also, H. Billy Beats, who makes all of my um, beats. Uh, I'll listen to, like, I'll always, I always go in with, like a, a, like, a feeling. So I know already what type of beat I want, what type of bounce I want, if I want it to be sad, if I want it to be, you know, like a, a fast song. I already go in with that concept. I listen to tons of little beats, and whatever grasps me, I start off with that. I listen to the beat first, and I'm trying to create what kind of, topic I want to speak about while I'm listening to the beat and seeing how it flows with it and the magic happens after that that's a pretty it sounds much easier than I'm sure it actually is as far as the writing process goes is there a specific specific formula though that you like of how you know if you're going to try to make it for a hit or the chorus do you have like a certain mind state of our it got to fit in these measurements for it to make sense for it to be a good song or or have to be an amount of time only for it to be a lovable song for everyone i try to go with i always go for my natural feeling i don't force things so if i i have to feel like this fits in pocket the way i start off with i always try to start off with the hook so as long as I can come up with the hook first, because I feel like that's what actually creates the song, for me it does, or it like uh, molds the song into what it's gonna be. I always try to start off with the hook. It doesn't have to be specific of like, if I'm gonna just, you know, say three bars and repeat it or something like that, but I always start off with the hook. Um, and then I always push myself to write at least a 32 because that's just like how I, I like to hear songs. I like to hear the continuation. Um, and um, Wow, that's interesting. So you write 32 bars and then you'll break them up so it's at least audible for the audience to hear it? Because that's the way my brain works. Yeah, so the reason why is um, also is I don't write down my music. So I'm not the greatest at like freestyling, but when I'm writing a song, my thoughts move extremely quick. And if I'm writing is slowing me down and it's not letting my thoughts process the way I need them to process. So when I'm writing a song, I just let it flow. And if I push myself to at least a 32, 
then I already know like how I'm naturally feeling about the song and how I want the song to flow and what pocket that I need the flow to go into. So you basically punch in after you get the 32 out and then you fix up the words and everything else. Exactly. So I punch okay. in, I punch in a lot. So like I break it up a lot and I make it work for me. So that's dope. Yeah. That's an interesting recording <laughs> process. Some would say it's difficult. <laughs> well, I'm sure whoever's um, whoever has to mix it and everything, I'm sure that and recording you, I'm sure they find it difficult, but it's interesting for sure. Thank you. So how do you know when a song is finished? Like, is it a feeling? Is it just, all right, I, I did enough here? Like, how do you feel like, all right, I completed the song? How do you, when do you feel content about a song? Never, ever. I am my hardest crit critic. I'm never like fully satisfied. I always tell myself like, oh, I possibly could have did this differently. And no matter, like, even if I'm writing a song and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. After I'm done with the song, I'm like, ah, I could have did this differently. I could have said that differently. I should have. But um, I try to be as relatable. So I really go into what it is that I like, you know, I, I love music. So I just try to be relatable in what it is that I like. And I try to make sure that, you know, I'm satisfying my own ears, which is right. very difficult. I go into it like that. So uh, I also study a lot of music. So I listen to the way like people will finish off their songs, how they're like going to the second um, verse and how to like, what I feel is like the best songs out there. I try to like see how they formulated the song, how they ended the song. Like, was it a, eight bars? Was it 16 bars? Like, did they push themselves? Like what was the most, or what's the reaction of the people? But when I'm mm -hmm. finishing my song, I do try to make sure that it like, it feels good to me that I ended it in a creative way to me like creativity is important and um yeah i always try to make sure that though that uh i'm staying in the uh topic so i try to make sure that my last bar of that verse goes back into my hook that's important that makes sense yeah does writing energize you or exhaust you i want to say both it energizes me because writing is therapeutic to me it uh mm -hmm. it helps me release my my feelings my emotions my thoughts but it's draining for that exact reason so all of my music is actually coming deep down from the heart so right. sometimes i'm talking topics that really really hit home and to me it's like draining and i feel like you know wow i've wrote no, songs end up in tears or reliving those moments it's a beautiful thing though that's how i feel about your song mansions and um goodbye asshole i feel like those are very real moments for you and um you know you could hear it not only just by the words you decided to use but like your voice in it so i definitely would agree Man with that i appreciate that mansions was actually my first solo video that I released mm. after the Chuck songs. Um, and it was actually my first song that I wrote to be, I took a pause with writing music, no specific reason. I just took a pause and um, I started writing music again. And Manchester was the first song that I created and was like, wow, I love this song. And it definitely no, came a from a super song. real place. And yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's a great song. Um, 
And I think Goodbye Asshole is a very good music video for everyone. I think as if it's okay with you, I would like to put that inside of um, maybe the no, end of the podcast because I think that's a, a no. beautiful song. Goodbye Asshole also came from such a, I'll tell you the funny story about it. I wrote Goodbye Asshole in five minutes. There was no hook. <laughs> it was literally like just me pouring my emotions into the song. Line for line was like. It, 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 felt, a, it felt very inspired. <laughs> <laughs> it took nothing for me to write this song. Goodbye Asshole was an amazing song. And what I loved about the song was like every guy who heard the song whether if it was in my team or just like one of my peers or something, they'll always be like, whoa, that song was amazing. I'm like, thank you. So to see like from a guy's perspective that they also enjoyed the song was really cool to me. Right. Well, (laughs) the lines you said in it makes every guy be like, damn, I might've been that guy at one point to someone. So (laughs) I can can see why. (laughs) So I guess I want to know is, um, do what books are you reading? I know you're an avid reader. And we have discussions on certain books. So, like, what's what's the last fiction book you read, and what's the last nonfiction book you read? The last nonfiction book I read has to be uh, "Extraordinary God, Ordinary Woman." I forget the name of the author, but that I mean, book. Was what's that about? The book is about basically comparing the women of today to the women in the Bible. And not to like mm. just be religious, but it was just, you know, my no, savvy, uh, I don't I wanna talk about it. Let's talk about it. So for me, especially now being a mother, being a young woman in today's society, I'm just always trying to push myself to be a better person, to be a stronger woman, to be a more confident woman, and to just understand who I am, where I come from, and how to just progress and excel in this world and be as respectable to myself as I can be and I found the book, actually, yeah, I found the book in Barnes and Nobles, and just the title caught me. I'm a super that's, believer, you know. What were you going to say? I said, that's how I feel, too. It's like, if I go into Barnes and Nobles, if a title catches me, I'm going to give the author a chance, oh, even if I don't know them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel like you don't know what's out there until you actually give it a chance. Can't judge a book by its cover. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> the book... It, just the title caught me and when I started like reading like the first little pages to see if I was gonna like enjoy it I was thrown away I was like I have to read this book and it was an amazing book I recommend everyone to read the book Extraordinary God Ordinary Woman it compares the women of today's world into the women of the bible and the author was super like funny in its way of comparing it and mm-hmm. it definitely taught me a lot about myself no and, that's super uh, dope Last uh, fiction book I read has to be um, Midnight, The True Meaning of Love by Sister Soldier. <laughs> I love Sister Soldier. She has like interesting. Such a... What is that yeah. about? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I even know that world. Is that like the um, the urban world books, kind of like the female urban books of like? Uh, yes and no. I feel like Sister Soldier. She's she's definitely urban, but the book isn't like one of those like raunchy streets uh, raunchy street yeah. books so the book is about a boy from sudan who had to come to america with his mom to flee a war and he was he was raised with such morals and values and 
so much integrity and he's adapting to the American way mm-hmm. and he's a Muslim man and he's fallen in love along the way while staying true to himself. And he's like talking about these different women who he's fallen in love with, why he's fallen in love with them and his thought process on going about it. It's very interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. That's dope. That's super dope. Um, I don't, do you have any questions for me about anything? Or... So the first question that just popped in my mind is, what are the you being a amazing book writer? What Thank books you. do you do you read? I do. I'm actually right now listening though. I'm listening to Stephen King's book called or something about it's some like a nonfiction book about him writing and like the pissed off process on writing and some of the things he do. Like right now, I'm in a place of trying to expand my mind on how to have like a I want to say like a Kobe Bryant like mama mentality on writing on like how to be the best I can be in that space so I'm really just trying to garner a lot of information so I'm reading a lot of books um before that though I read a non-fiction a fiction book from um my cousin who, who decided to write and she's really good too um it's called let me see if I can get the title somewhere here conspiracy in the capital by b ivy woods wow. and it's it's pretty good it's like a um it's slightly like olivia popish mixed with like romance so like although it's not something i would typically read it was a good read Sounds interesting. Sounds so interesting. i try to read books that can just free my mind of just entertainment because um I think to be a good writer, you have to be willing to read. So like, I try to read at least 25 to 30 books a year, but I want to up that up to like 70 to 80, because that's what Stephen King does. And if I want to reach despair of feeling like I'm going to be the best eventually, I got to, I got to read like, I got to read more than I write probably. So I got to start doing a little bit more for sure. That's amazing. Um, so what are your top two most favorite books, period? That like, what I, would you I would recommend Tuesdays with Maury because of the relationship between um, a man and an older person. I think it will allow you to see like foresight of of both sides of, of the fence. So I think Tuesdays with Maury is a great book if you want to just feel like a connection between two characters with one of them dying and the other one just being there for them as a younger person trying to understand why this person has to go the way he's going so that's one book and i think the other book hmm. i don't know as like this sounds like so cliche because everyone talks about it but like the alchemist i think is a good as a good read because it's very it's it's readable for everyone but it's like the content inside of it is very deep and important for sure so if you're into like fiction like books and you want to just have something with like a moral compass and good values i, I think those two books are good even though tuesday with more is not a non-fiction book awesome you're such your books are amazing i feel like you're so creative and you really get in like deep into the character that you're writing about can you basically like tell me what's your writing process how do you go about it and um... yeah uh, my writing process is usually i get a download i like to call it it's like a 
spirit, God, however you want to define it, I get a download of an initial thought. And from there, it's like, all right, let me figure out the beginning of the story and then the end of the story. Once I figure those two things out, then I kind of like work myself through the maze of the middle of figuring out the rest. If I don't do an outline, but if I do an outline, then I kind of stay true to the outline. But like when things come to me naturally of what the characters will want to do, I let them do it. I don't have an ego of making them feel like they have to do it a particular way. So that's kind of a short answer, but I hope I answered it. And um, how long because, does it take? Because for me, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Because no. like, I think sometimes writers forget of just doing it in a basic format, and it's like I just try to make sure every chapter does like the five W's and an H. Like, who's the character? Where's the character going for this chapter? Why? So if you answer those questions within each chapter, you'll be surprised on how good the book feels to like a reader because you're answering all their questions, but you don't have to go into unnecessary detail, if that makes sense. No, definitely. I feel like that's something that I could take away and use for my mm -hmm. writing process when it comes to making music. Um, yeah. So what I was going to ask you is, you put so much work into writing your books. How long does it take you? Like it must you put so much thought into it. How long does it actually take you to create these large bodies of work? I mean, some of them are larger than others. Um, the crime series that I'm releasing, um, I probably wrote 50,000 words in like three weeks to a month. So it's like, it depends on the book. If I'm inspired, I can do it faster than others. But if I'm inspired with the idea, but it's taking long, sometimes writing it in a laptop takes too long for me. So I write it on pen to paper and then I'll clean it up while I'm typing it. So that's like two drafts in one. So I would say it depends on, on the words of like um, 25,000 to 30,000 words I can do in about three or four weeks if I'm strictly focused. Um, but the goal for me is usually 2,000 words a day, eight to 10 pages a day. And sometimes the story is better not being 300 pages. So like I'm very conscious of that, especially with some of the stories I'm trying to tell, which is with moral compasses and it's focusing mainly on one character it's not always about like seven eight bigger characters and them going through stuff all together so it depends on what's my goal so sounds amazing to me was it as much of an intense emotional journey when you were writing that book was that something that was uh, uh based off of a true story but non-fictional did it come from or like where did it come from so it's definitely a fiction book but elements of it is loosely based off my life so my middle name is jared and the main character name is jared so that's actually like a, a certain percentage of the book is about my life and like certain things that were happening in my household but it's not all the way true so i don't want people to like read into it like oh my god he went through all these moments but some of it is true absolutely so I think that helped me learn how to navigate how to write a story is like if I like I think everyone has one good story in them that's about themselves. So I was like, let me use a portion of my story to like help me get on the right foot of what fiction is. And then that's kind of how I learned my footing was through that book. Awesome. So what was the feeling like after you finished writing that first book and you finally finished? It was the end and you finally mm. got it. What was that emotion like for you? Like. It felt amazing because it was right before my 24th birthday and I realized that's what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Although I might have to do other things to take care of the bills sometimes. Like I knew this is the path I would do no matter what 
income comes until I, I reach the level of success that I see for myself. So I was okay with like taking the marathon approach with this, which I probably wouldn't be with any other career if I was to choose a different path for myself. So I just felt very completed that like I started something that was like nothing, you get me? And it's just like starting from scratch to like build it out to be a whole story and then have it out for everyone to possibly purchase was like a beautiful feeling. And now that I'm set, set, about to be seven years removed from that book, it's like I'm ready to like maybe do another edition of it and like do an audible, audible version, like an audio book. That's beautiful. Audibles are becoming super popular. I feel like. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you for being such a crispy white supporter. I know that absolutely like really aware of my music. So, what is your favorite crispy white song and why? I really like a few of them, but one that touches me is um, Goodbye Asshole, and I loved your lyrics on, um, what's another one that I really like? I like a lot of them, but Mansions, because Mansions, I feel like you were just talking about your, your, your struggles within like just trying to make it to a certain level in your life that you want to see for yourself. And just me knowing you and your family, like I'm hearing those lyrics. I know it came from a real place. It's not. It's not for play. Play. It's not you just fabricating anything. Like it's, it's your most authentic and vulnerable self. And I think that's what I love about your music is that, since you're a solo artist, you don't have to go for the hit. You get to do things that can hit people's core. So like I really appreciate your lyrics because of that and the time you take in writing it because I know it's not easy as far as the vulnerability you put from pen to paper or however you, you know, you structure it. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's funny because Mansions is a song that I wrote, but is not one of my favorite songs. To me, I like more of the bounce, but it's amazing for me to hear that. Thank well, you. Well, I like, I like your soulful songs, the songs that like are just meant to be listened to before like you go out to do your day kind of thing. Like I like, the music you could like listen to like when you're taking a ride somewhere or, or a train is like the music I prefer to listen to generally. So a song like Mansions or some of your more low low vibrational songs as far as the beat goes is probably the ones that probably get gravitate to listen to the most. No, definitely. I agree. That's the kind of music that I enjoy the most as well. But in the era that we're in, it's kind of hard to like, you know, make soulful music. I feel like no one really wants to hear that or is being overpowered with more... Well, it kind of I think it depends on, on your path, right? It's like if you're writing to reach people over time and they have a legacy, no matter what, whenever their legacy is to, to keep going, if you or if you want to like hit it right on the head as soon as everything's happening, it's all about your approach, right? It's like I could have tried to write something for the now, but like would I really appreciate that I did that? I don't know. No, and I, I, I would imagine it's the same for you. No, definitely. And that's why I continue to make the kind of music that I make because I, I'm i doing it for a long purpose and I think that it's going to be super appreciated one day instead of focusing on like what's going on right now and just staying true to my sound. I completely agree. Yeah, and I think you do an excellent job of that for sure. Like I actually um, went through a rabbit hole listening to all your music and it's like, I like Hensel and Gretel for um, you and your brother. Like it's pretty good to me, your lyrics. Awesome. For sure. Thank you and, so much. You know, and, and your verse on um stay stay grinding or stay grind. Uh straight grind. Yeah, straight that was grind. the one that I did with me and my brothers as well. Um Ishmeezy's on that, John Rock is on that as well. 
I think those are my favorite songs to actually do. Like Hansel and Gretel, when I'm rapping with, alongside one of my brothers, it pushes my pen even. Like I'm trying to like yeah. outdo them. So to me, it's like more of the fun songs that I do. And to me, it takes a lot more creativity because I'm trying to, you know, show out. And <laughs> yeah, like for, for me, Ish and John, like their lyrics are more like, for the swaggy, for like the streets, while you and your brother are more potent on like the words that you're using to like reach, you know, those people that like are just into lyrics more to me. Definitely. And Humberto being such a, a lyricist, to me is that much more important to really like push my pen to the ultimate when I'm rapping alongside of him. Yeah. It's just fun. Like being with my brothers, just making sure that I um, can show them that I'm probably even better. <laughs> No, absolutely. So this is about to come out in like January, this podcast. So like, do you have a new music coming up before then or, or anything that everyone should be on the lookout for, hopefully? Oh, man, I have so much more new music. I'm working on a big body of project, um, a project of a big body project of like a EP with at least nine songs. I'm doing more songs like as far as touching on more of my feminine side, talking about more uh everyday female struggles or the beauty of different um things that women go through and I have so many new songs that I'm coming out with so many new songs that I'm super proud of and I'm excited for it I'm not sure what I'm gonna name it you gotta stay on the lookout for that I know when we were talking some time ago you talked about possibly writing a book are you still thinking about doing that or you're not sure no, definitely. That's something I'm super, super interested in. Um, I feel like I have so much to say. I have so much to talk about. I have so many different experiences that I feel like are super relatable to not just females in my age group or just in general. I I feel like I have so much to say, so much I want to touch on. And I'm definitely going to write a few books. I want to write a book about you know, being that I'm a, a first-time mom, I want to talk about, you know, my journey as a mom. I want to talk about a whole bunch of things. So I'm definitely looking out to, like, write a few books and see, like, where that takes me. I just love the art of writing, whether if it's music or whatever it is. I enjoy it. So I'm going to definitely... Um, oh, that's dope. That. And we should... De- if you ever need help, let me know. Like, as far as just helping you plot out how you want to execute the idea. I'm here for you. No, but that's why I have so much respect for you because I I started a book. I remember I told you about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I started a book and it takes a lot of work, a lot of work of just like building that structure and making sure you're like, you know, not writing too much or not writing too little, the detail that goes into it. Oh man, like it's definitely not as easy as it seems. And I just have so much respect for writers, period. Well, you're a writer yourself, so it's like you know, it's 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 an art form in itself just to write. And I just appreciate all mediums of writing because I don't think any of it is easy if you're really trying to do your best every time you step up to do it. So that's why I appreciate you and wanted to have someone in your medium of, of music, you know, talk about their writing and, and the, your process because this is writer to writer. So it doesn't well, matter. Thank you so much, especially being a female in making music and stuff like that is not as easy. It's, it's probably harder for women to make music or make the type of music, being a rapper, per se. So I definitely appreciate you just supporting me and, you know, showing my music the love that you show it. And I just want to continue to, like, inspire any female who's actually, like, rapping and making music. 
it's not easy, but we definitely have a lot to say. And I think it's the time now to um show that we're here and that we're oh, absolutely. So who's your favorite female artist right now? Or just artists in general who who writes well, you think? Like I think Rhapsody is somebody that writes really well, who's a good lyricist. Definitely. definitely. Um, I like you know, I don't discriminate. I love all kind of music, so I don't just listen to rap. But uh, no, R and B too. Like I think there's great writers in R and B. Like I think it's a lot of places. As far as rapping goes, I would have to go. <sighs> right now, you see the thing about it is I listen to a lot of underground music. So you have mm. females like Angel Hayes. You have females like. Uh, before even Mulatto came out, because I feel like people, they get into it and then like they switch up a little bit, but definitely I enjoy, I feel like I take away from everyone. So Cardi B, I, I definitely love Megan Thee Stallion's flow, though uh, we have two different styles of rapping. Her flow and her um, word um, play is extreme to me. I literally yeah. like, I listen to it and I admire it because she's definitely like, you know, doing her thing when it comes to her flows and stuff. And I want to say people like Lucas Joyner. Uh, I like Lucas for his storytelling, so yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Also, King Von is um super popular for that as well, like the storytelling part. Um, mm. I like J.I. the Prince. I love J.I. the Prince. I feel like he's um very vivid with um painting pictures and stories and taking you along the journey with him. Um, Right now, it's like really buzzing. Thing about is, I be so much in my like. I listen to a lot of old school rap, a, a lot of like old school hardcore rap. I'm still like in my yeah. DMX bag. My right. <laughs> so nah, when I get on it, I'm still listening to those. I'm still studying. I feel like I'm just a student, and I listen to every single person who has something to say, and I can take away something from it. I enjoy music. Period. Latoya yeah. Green, I'm an R&B singer, and I feel like I watched her like basically like start off with doing uh singing uh other people's songs and just like turn it into her own but now she's making her own music and i just love the storytelling i mean and I you put me on to her before she uh blew up crazy yeah latoya green is amazing just because she's able to like really um she's she's able to really like touch that that dark side inside that you don't want to really talk about mm -hmm. and to something vibrant like Jenea Aiko and I love her. Right. No, that's that makes sense. I could see that for you. So I guess another question I have is um well do you have any more questions for me? I'm sorry. You're um you've always been like one of those people who inspired me to listen to different people. Who's some of your favorite artists right now? What are you listening to? What's in your headphones? Do you know I'm listening to artists that had a certain focus that probably didn't always blow up the way they should have. But like Nipsey, I'm still listening to his first album, uh, his first official album. I think that's a classic album, like to, not even just because he passed away. Like it's a classic. Definitely. Um, I'm listening to a lot of big Sean's Detroit too, some certain songs like Lucky Me and things like that. Um, nobody too new right now it's like you gotta catch my ear now because i'm just so focused on so much everything it's not like when we were kids where it's like i took the time to discover new music now it's like you gotta find your way to me for me to like give you a listen kind of thing no definitely definitely there's this um young kid named tizo i think he's um pretty cool so you should probably look him up he's very different and he like makes amazing music so 
No, I'll definitely give it a little uh, look as well. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up. This has been, well, first of all, let me do the quote of the week, which is from Confucius, who's actually, um, I want to say, uh, I don't want to call him Chinese, but even though he's from China, but like he's like an Asian philosopher. Nice. He says, music produces a kind of pleasure which human nature cannot do without. So that, I think that mm. speaks to kind of what music is. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And I was, I was hoping you could recite some of your most impactful lyrics for lyrics of the week. Usually I, I read lyrics for the week. So if you have like four to eight bars that you remember that were the most impactful, if you can just say them, you don't have to rap them, but just say them line by line. And that's how we can end out the show. I want to say this one right here. I said, I am my worst enemy. Don't need friends, don't need the fake energy. God had a message he sent to me and my lowest I knew it was destiny. In no way I won't make it straight out the mud. If I call him, <laughs> I want to say that part right there because then it gets like super uh, aggressive, but definitely mm -hmm. that part right there. All right, well, I'm going to find that part in one of your songs and hopefully I can share that with the people just those five or six bars. I don't even know if you ended it on an even bar, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. No, thank you for just being an excellent writer and writing something that helps me, you know, take the time for me to write and you let me like listen to your lyrics and definitely has inspired me to like keep going on my path. So I'm going to say thank you to you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. You've always been a huge supporter. I, I'm definitely blessed to have you like in my corner with the rest of my team. My brother who makes all of my beats, uh, shoots all of my videos is definitely vital to have like a strong circle. And I just appreciate you for always um, supporting my music and um, being so inspired. Uh, it's, it's because you're a great soul and I'm just happy to be a part of your journey. So Likewise. I love you and definitely. we'll talk soon. This definitely. has been Americana Quilt, Writer to Writer. Thank you all. Have a great day.